if you have a job that you don't like, but you don't hate and you're just neutral, that's like where you need to be. Because if you care too much, you're going to be like emotional about it. And, you know, it it takes over your life and it makes you feel like bad when things go wrong. And, you know, if you really like hate your job, then you're probably in a bad place. But if it's just like (laughs) neutral and you're just doing okay, that's like the most you can strive for sometimes. As stressful and challenging as a layoff may be, it is also a chance to reflect, to evaluate your work-life balance, think earnestly about your career, to think about how you got to where you are, and, well, decide if you want to keep marching in the same direction or if you want to change course. For Sarah, after a decade building her career in social media, she was feeling a little pigeonholed. Every time she'd changed a job in the past, there was just this inertia of career growth that led her down the same path. That was one with demanding hours in a field that always seemed like the first to go when companies made cuts. So after getting laid off for the second time, just days before her 30th birthday, she decided it was time for a new direction. When it happened, I took it as an opportunity to figure out what I was going to do next because I had been dying to get out of social media marketing for such a long time because I thought, you know, no one's going to hire a 50-year-old woman to build her TikTok strategy <laughs> or whatever like social media marketing channel is is next. I just felt like I needed to figure out something else to do, like a different trajectory for my career before that decision was made for me. So if you decide you want to make a change and you know what you want to do, In a sense, you kind of have a roadmap. You just pick up the things you need to get there, build your network, get the right certifications or training programs. You can really channel your efforts. But what if you, like Sarah, want to make a change, but you don't know where you're going? I I was more just trying to figure out if I could get into something outside of marketing in general. I just was going through like all of the things that I did in my roles and how could that be built up and transferred into something full-time that could still sustain my lifestyle and be a six-figure job, to be honest. And that's really difficult to say, let me just do something completely different and expect uh, a salary that meets my needs, you know? If you're more advanced in your career, you might be willing to take a step back in title to make a career switch, but you may be less inclined to take that same step back in salary. So how do you get what you're worth or what you want when you're entering a new field? I looked for jobs for so long, applied to all sorts of things. And I actually like applied for recruiting jobs, project management, campaign management, um, more just like broad marketing roles, account management, just a lot of things. (laughs) And I also was not in a hurry, but then eventually unemployment runs out and I had my savings and I had my severance and I was like, I got to find something. And so Um, I started looking at roles at this company because I knew that I'd worked with them in three different roles before. I looked at open jobs that they had and said, I have no idea what software implementation is, but that seems like from the job description, it's a good mix of having the marketing and advertising background and knowledge I have. It's a little technical. It's a lot of project management. It's client facing. Uh, You have to be able to communicate well and work with all sorts of people. And so I thought, well, I'll give that a go. 
she took inventory of the skills that she'd gained over the course of her career, specifically noting ones that would be widely applicable to different roles. And then she looked through job postings to find positions where those attributes were sought after. And ultimately, she landed a new job in a new field in software implementation. But it wasn't exactly a smooth transition. Sarah is a high performer, an overachiever type, and she'd spent so much time gaining knowledge and experience in her previous field. She wasn't really used to not being good at things. And this role had a steep learning curve. You know, I wanted to quit basically every day because it's just hard. Every day, I feel like I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) And I'm like the straight A student who always has had a plan and, you know, very like risk averse in many areas. And so for me, just like, it was so different. It was so out of my comfort zone. It was really like stressing me out. And so eventually after like maybe three, four, five months, I don't know, I started getting more into actually shadowing projects and putting all the pieces together and figuring out that I actually could probably eventually be pretty good at this role if I stuck with it. Um, and I've had to just get used to the the idea of your job doesn't have to be your life and it doesn't have to be something that you're proud of or that you like think is cool and sexy. It can be like a plain old boring ass job that pays your bills and then gives you the money you need to pursue your interests outside of work. Obviously, you know that objectively, but it's so hard to put that into practice and commit to leaving it behind when you're done for the day. I think through the pandemic and the process of being laid off a couple of times, I'm like, what does it all matter? <laughs> Let me just do my little job and make my money and like live my life and try not to worry too much about it. The pandemic crystallized for so many people that work is not as important as we've been making it out to be. And... I think for people like me who work kind of defined who they were, that's all stripped away. So she managed to find a job she felt neutral about. But when you're used to being an A student or an overachiever as Sarah was, you find there's a little bit left over. So where do you invest that overachiever energy? When I got laid off, I learned relatively quickly that I had been overinvested in my job. I was giving essentially all of my creative and emotional energy to work, and my life outside of those efforts had really taken a back seat. So I was over-indexed on my job, and then it was ripped out from underneath me. It left me wondering a little bit, like, who was I? What do I even like to do? How do I introduce myself at parties? (laughs) This type of dilemma is something I hear about a lot from people I talk to who've been laid off, and it was something similar that Sarah was facing when she lost her job. So she did what I would recommend really anyone in her position do if they can, and that is take a meaningful rest before deciding what's next, because you just never know what you'll learn in that space. I felt so sort of emotionally drained from the whole experience that I knew that I would be absolutely not in the right place to be interviewing. I needed time to heal. And I was starting to think about like, I need hobbies. I don't have any hobbies. My whole life is work. (laughs) I thought, you know, it'd be super fun to take a photography class. But knowing me, I can't do anything half-assed. So I signed up for a certification program to get like a digital photography certificate through the new school at Parsons School of Design because I thought, 
well, it's a hobby. It's something I can learn how to do, but I also can put it on my resume so that if I pivot more into content marketing, I can also say that I have this skill as being a photographer. So I started doing this online program and it was really just, I think, three or four classes. And it was over the span of four months. And I upgraded and bought a nice camera and some new lenses. And it was like, I really like this. I don't know if I'm any good at it, but I could be one day and just the challenge of learning something new, but like for fun, not like, um, I better learn how to do this really hard new job because if I don't, I'm not going to have any money and you know, I'm going to be out of a job, but good challenging, not too far out of my comfort zone at my own pace, um, kind of learning. So in the back of my mind, I was like, I'll take up a hobby, but still try to monetize it (laughs) in some way. Um, I thought, well, what if, even though there are a million photographers here, I just decided to start a photography business and see what happens. And so I made an Instagram page and I made a website and it so happens that my neighbor in my apartment building had been a wedding photographer for like 12 years. And so I got the opportunity to start second shooting at some weddings and my apartment complex hired me to take photos of people, just like silly holiday photos for Um, fall and winter last year. So all these things were kind of like happening at the same time. Um, And I decided to start my business. um, I think I decided last December and then I started it of January of this year and I started my new job in December of last year. So it was all kind of happening at the same time. And so it's been almost a year that I've had this business. I've been able to like really meet a ton of people, get a lot of business, book for next year for weddings and elopements and make a shocking amount of money. And it's fantastic because now I know that I have this side hustle that is going to sustain me if I do get laid off again, or if my husband gets laid off again, or, you know, if whatever crazy thing happens in the world, I've just really liked having something else to think about other than my day job. And when it gets hard, being able to focus on photography. And then when photography gets hard, being able to kind of change and shift my effort to the day job. It's just been like a really nice balance. And I think a lot of people think like, if I'm not at this title by this time in my career, I'm not at this pay. And I was always like that. I was like, I want to be making this much money and have this title with this amount of responsibility and direct reports by the time I'm 30, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we know how your 30th birthday panned out. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I had all that. And then (laughs) in a blink of an eye, it was gone. So at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter. And I think also like, you know, when you're looking for a job, even if you're staying in the same industry, it sucks. It's hard. And you feel like, you know just beaten down most days. And some days you feel this like Russian wave of energy and I'm on top of the world, but like just being willing to feel like you don't have it all figured out because I have felt like an idiot every single day, probably since I started this new job. And I hate that feeling. And I know a lot of people probably do too. Um, But just like (laughs) getting comfortable with feeling uncomfortable, you know, is is, I think important if you're going to try to pivot from one career path that you have a lot of experience and expertise in and feels very comfortable into something wildly different. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your journey to feeling neutral. 
and also balanced and empowered by a new job and a new hobby. In 2022 alone, there have been almost 150,000 employees laid off from almost 1,000 tech companies. And I've been hearing from a lot of people about how the show has helped them process their own layoff or find community or confidence again. So if you feel so inclined, please share the show or rate and review it to help us reach more people. And as always, if you have a story you want to share, you can find me at layoffmepod.com.